Welcome to Redemption City Church's Pastor's Corner, where Pastor Brandon K. Rochelle shares timely messages of encouragement and biblical solutions for life's tragedies, victories, and complexities. Today is episode number three, titled A Discussion on the Oldie But Goodie Sermon Series. And I'm your host, Ezekiel Teostrowski. And on behalf of this podcast and our ministry, let's make much of Christ today. Well, hello, everyone. It's Ezekiel here, your host on the Pastor's Corner, anchored by Redemption City Church. I'm currently on a phone call with Pastor Brandon K. Rochelle, the lead pastor of Redemption City Church, as well as Pastor Jack Davis, our Connections Pastor here at RCC, who is joining us for the first time. Welcome, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me as well. I'm just super, super encouraged to continue to move forward with this vision of the Pastor's Corner. It's a really cool opportunity for our people, specifically at Redemption City Church, to be able to have a different interaction with us as pastors, and even you as the host, Ezekiel, and and then also for our wider audience to continue to have opportunities to grow, specifically in this time where we're kind of separated with the COVID-19. Yes, amen. Thanks for that, Pastor Brian. And, And if this is your first time tuning into our podcast, we're extremely glad to have you with us. You know, it's our hope to continue to dive into relevant conversations that are aimed at helping you in your Christian walk each and every day. Yeah, you know, actually, I as a subscriber of the Pastor's Corner podcast, um, I really have to say that it's been really helpful. And, you know, not just for me, but also everyone in my house, including my wife. And, you know, it's been really cool having these episodes because I, I find that they do a few things. Uh, first, I find they really anchor us during the middle of the week. Um, mm-hmm. It really brings us back into like, yeah, you know, we are, we're the church and um, this is, this is where we're headed and this is how we do things. Um, but it not only just anchors us, but also encourages us, you know, it, it, yes. I like the idea of being encouraged. It's, it's creating courage in you. And mm-hmm. I feel like it really helps propel us throughout the rest of the week, but it's not all about doing yeah. either. I feel like it also gives us an opportunity to like reflect. Mm-hmm. And so with like these three things, I really found that this whole podcast has been just really helpful and I'm excited to be part of this one today. Yeah. 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 That. That, yeah that's, that's a hope Pastor Jack. So thanks for sharing that. And uh, for those who, yeah. who are listening today if, and you haven't heard the first couple of episodes, man, we encourage you to do that. The ones that Pastor, uh, Pastor Jack was just mentioning that, that, that have, have blessed him, you know, they're, they're available at the website, um, our website here, uh, Redemption City Church, which is visit redemptioncc.com. And, and the first one of the Pastor's Corner is titled Dealing with Anxiety During the Coronavirus. And our second one was Spiritual Gifts and Being Simply Yet Supernaturally Yourself. And, and as I said in the opening trailer, Today, we're going to be focusing on a conversation surrounding our oldie but goodie sermon series. So you guys can go to the website, check those out, and continue to use that as an avenue to grow. That's our hope. So um, Pastor Brandon and, and Pastor Jack, before we dive into the, com- to the conversation today, I want to ask you guys if you'd be willing to share a little bit of your health updates, knowing that, unfortunately, guys, you guys have been struggling in this area the past couple of weeks. And I know that um, the people of Redemption City Church love you both dearly. You know, you're our family. And so many of the listeners today care about you guys as well. And I just think it's important to take a time and in this moment to hear from our pastors at RCC. And, and also, I would be very honored um, to pray for you guys after you guys share a little bit about your updates, if you guys would be willing to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll just jump in um, and to say for me, um, it, I've been definitely working through, you know, for those of you guys who know, I was injured in um, a, a pretty severe chiropractic injury. So that's been ongoing for the last seven or eight years. And so there's times where I experienced really bad flare-ups and that's what I'm in right now. And so uh, it's kind of touch and go. I'm not out of the woods yet. 
Um, I'm still obviously trying to um, maintain, you know, consistent sleep and, and keeping my pain levels down. And so I'm kind of like I would say, I'm kind of waiting in the water for this to kind of pass. I have um, some professionals, health for professionals around me, my physical therapists who are working with me. But a lot of times, uh, Pastor Jack and Ezekiel, we really don't have an answer. And that's really been my journey anyway when it comes to my recovery. It's all been by faith. Um, I, you know, the doctors mm-hmm. really don't have an answer. So God showed up many times. We're believing to show up again. I'm feeling better today than I did last week. And um, I'm just hoping for that to continue. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, for myself, um, you know, I, I got sick um, early last week. Um, a lot of coronavirus symptoms, but luckily I got tested and there was no coronavirus. Um, but job. the thing is, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got pretty nervous. Um, and yeah, the thing is though, is like, uh, as a diabetic, it just takes me long to heal for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so like my wife got the same thing that I did, you know, and like three days later, she's mostly fine, a little tired maybe. And, you know, it's been over a week now for me and I just, I still feel bad. Um, mm-hmm. and, but it's not a surprise for us. Um, because Vanessa lovingly reminded me, it's like, you're going to take at least two weeks to start feeling better. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I am right now. It's just a, a normal sickness that my body just has a hard time. Um, getting fat, uh, quick, fast. So, and just for, mm-hmm. our, and for our listeners today, Pastor Jack, you know, we, especially for our covenant members and regular tenders, you know, a lot of times with me and Pastor Jack, um, it's not always the severity of what we got going on. For example, my my situation started with um, a physical therapy appointment that went wrong, and I'm sure there's people who have experienced, you know, going to a therapy appointment and maybe they tweak their knee a little bit trying to get better, or they get a cold like you have, but. With our different um, situations with my Lyme disease, your autoimmune um, deficiencies, we just take a long time to heal from what um, more healthy people can kind of process more quickly. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well, thank thank you both for sharing, and, and I'm just encouraged to know that man, the pastors at Redemption City Church, my pastors are, are are faithful in the things they do, and and thank you guys for being willing to be here this morning and and, and join the pastors corner today. So so thank you guys very much, and I would like to pray for you guys right now. Absolutely. So thank you, man. God, thank you for just who you are and just your faithfulness to us, God. And and we we see your love poured out through these different vessels. And and I see your love currently right now through Pastor Brandon and Pastor Jack as you've blessed them, not only in my life but many people's lives uh, here at Redemption City Church. And I just pray that you continue to use them in, in the ways that you have created them for for your name's sake. God, I pray specifically for their health right now, for Pastor Brandon, that you continue to heal him, provide him avenues and ways that he can um, expedite his process of recovery through um, uh, health professionals, God. And and I pray for Pastor Jack, that in light of what he has as as well, that you would just give him um, some medicine or God, just you do a supernatural healing in his life, God, so they can just continue to be your um, men, God, who are, are desiring to, to work for your name's sake. Um, so thank you for, for um, blessing them and, and bringing them with us this morning, God. I pray this in your beautiful name. Amen. Amen. Now, now, now let's jump in. Pastor Brandon, um, would you be able to give me a quick rundown of your heart behind the Holy But Goody series? And, you know, what, what is it all about and why, why we launched it specifically at this time um, for our church? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, um, this whole being a lead pastor thing, you know, I've been in ministry now going on my 15th year. Um, and, mm-hmm. 
being a lead pastor comes with many challenges that you just can't foresee. And one of them is really discerning and praying to God about a direction for a church. You know, so the heart behind the series really comes out of Second Timothy chapters 3, verses 16 through 17. And this is what the word of the Lord says, is that all scripture, not some scripture, not our favorite scripture, but all scripture is breathed out by God, right? And it's profitable, right? For teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. Okay, so we're going to just stop right there. So, so the heart behind this oldie but goodie series is that we would be able to help people step into the real reality that all of scripture is important that it's super, super important, and that it brings different elements to their Christian life that really ultimately is going to help them to walk more like Jesus. Now, in verse 17, this is really the hope. This is the end goal that um, Paul is communicating to Timothy, all right? So we all Scripture is breathed out by God. It's profitable for all these things like teaching, reproof, correction, and training. Why? Verse 17, that the man of God women, this is also for you too, it's implicit, okay? So that the man and the woman of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And so our hope and the aim when I was kind of thinking through this series was that we would take scripture, all right? So now we're kind of moving into what is this really all about, this oldie but goodie? It's to take Mm -hmm. scripture that seemingly is redundant and perhaps even mundane, like John chapter 3, 16 is where we started. It's like, man, oh, I heard that verse. I've seen that verse so many times. It's redundant. Uh, There's no life left in it. And to take verses like that or passages like that and breathe life back into them in such a way that we would see just how great and beautiful and sovereign our God is. And so an oldie but goodie kind of means like, hey, let's take something that's kind of old and played out which is crazy to say anything about that, right, guys? I mean, to think about anything yeah. in the Bible that's played out, that's just crazy. But to take mm-hmm. things that are seemingly played out and to say, oh, no, oh, 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 no, this is good, good news. And so it just made mm-hmm. sense to me. And I sat down and I said, hey, Pastor Jack, I got this vision for something called an oldie but a goodie. And then we laid it out. And so, you know, that's kind of the heart behind the series and, and really what it's all about. And so for those of you who may be confused I'm at our church thinking that the oldie but goodie is just a sermon about John 3.16. No, no, no. We're just launching the series with that because it's one of the most um, renowned and popular verses that I believe personally is viewed upon as played out and and, and lacking any any vibrant life um, in it. And so I said, hey, there's no better place to start this ongoing series that I hope our church does for years to come. And we just keep adding more and more passages that um, mm-hmm. maybe churches are not really leaning into anymore. And, and we're going to take that challenge and say, we, we want that verse again. And we want to see what God has for us in that again. And then um, Ezekiel, to answer your question about why we launched it right now, you know, I think there's three things that most people have an abundance of right now going on during this time of the coronavirus and social distancing in America. Three things. I call it the mm-hmm. TSA effect, okay? It's the TSA effect. No yeah. pun intended with all the planes and things. Um, the T is time. Okay, most people, not all people, have had an abundance and an increase of time on their hands. Um, let's talk about the S, solitude. Okay, um, more people, most people, compared to before, have more isolation in times of solitude with themselves or with just their family they're living with. Mm-hmm. And then finally, there's the A in the TSA, anxiety. I believe that most people have had an increase of stress and anxiety in their lives. Okay, so these are the, so so why did we launch an oldie but goodie 
series, a sermon series right now, because the TSA effect is happening. We have people with more time, people have more isolation and solitude, people are having more stress and anxiety, and I believe that there's no greater time than to meditate, reform, renew our minds about the Word of God mm -hmm. uninterrupted, which we just talked about just a few minutes ago out of Second Timothy is super profitable for our lives. Because what does it do? It provides a better use of our time. We can just watch TV and just kind of drone out, right, guys? But we could make a better use of our time by looking at these scriptures that we haven't in a long time. Mm -hmm. um, let, let's lean into the whole solitude thing. It, it's an opportunity for us in our time of isolation and solitude to provide like these, um, these moments of reflection and concentration like Pastor Jack talked about earlier when we just opened up this podcast, that this is the time to reflect upon the Word of God, specifically parts and texts and passages that maybe we haven't looked at in a long time. Then finally, when it comes to anxiety, man, the Word of God is providing a remedy for these things, for our stress and anxiety, because we often are forgetting about what God has said in Scripture. And so we're hoping here at Redemption City Church, and my hope um, as a lead pastor through this series that I can't wait to do my, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to shoot my shot in this series eventually and, and do a passage and, and, mm -hmm. uh, and our hope is to continue to do that in a way that provides a better use of time for people, concentration, and a remedy for our problems. And really, I'm just super thankful that Pastor Jack said, yes, Lord. When I approached him about this, I, I laid the vision out. And this is really a mark of just credit to Pastor Jack, you guys, because Pastor Jack, one of the things I just really appreciate about you is your ability to catch the vision that I often lay out before it's here. You know, it's really easy for people to jump on a journey after things have launched and to be like, man, that, that, that tastes good and I want to participate in that food. But Pastor Jack, what I so appreciate about you, brother, is before the meal is cooked <laughs> fully, you can smell it and you say, yeah, <laughs> you know, and so um, I, I laid it out uh, and he was just super faithful to step into that and, 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 and to just tackle it and to go right at John 3.16 and um, through 21. And so I just want to thank you for that. He did everything, everybody, except for wear the Hawaiian shirt that I asked him to wear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and honestly, uh, it was my pleasure. Like, you know, I'll follow you as my lead pastor anywhere. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, it ain't, you have to really even lean on that because I was just excited about this whole idea. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a, such a good, timely idea that it's just so easy, so easy to say yes to. Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Pastor Brandon, for, for laying that the vision out for the Oldie But Goody series. And I, I believe that that's so helpful um, for myself and I'm sure that the listeners to, to really get an understanding of, man, wh wh what's this all about? So they can jump on board as well, even even like you said, how Pastor Jack doesn't have to, to see the, the whole thing complete um, before before he steps in. You know, that that's my hope for myself and I, and I hope the listeners as well to disjoint and trust the leadership that's placed above them. And, and, and now today, I know that both of you as pastors and elders of our church wanted to directly deal with the launch of our Oldie But Goodies series, as uh, Pastor Brandon just went into, and, and specifically on, on John chapter 3, verses 17 through 21. And, you know, uh, with, with some important clarifications and corrections to ensure our covenant family and those who participate in our series walk away with what I know both of you care so much about which is the Word of God being handled faithfully. Do either uh, one of you want to jump in and start tackling um, that, that, that first? Yeah, you know, I, I'd love to jump in here. You know, I don't know if, uh, how many people who are listening really know our process for Sunday services and preaching. You know, uh, normally what happens uh, after every time we preach, um, we have a Monday meeting. Uh, this is with the pastors and elders. It's also with our, our whole staff. And we'll actually, we take time and we pull out, you know, what was really great about this sermon and 
you know, also, were, was there any like concerns, um, any bits of confusion? And our goal is always be moving forward, right? So how can we get better at communicating the word of God? Um, and then uh, a lot of times after that, like if I'm preaching, especially um, Pastor Brandon and I will actually talk and he'll continue to guide me through really how can I preach better? You know, so I don't know how many of you know this, but you know, Pastor Brandon, he's been, uh, he's been a pastor for 14 something years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been a pastor only a few years. And quite frankly, even though I spent a lot of time doing uh, studying the Bible, it can't replace being part of the church, pastoring, preaching. You know, you can study the Bible your whole life, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to walk up and do a great sermon. It's a different skill set. And so Pastor Brandon has been really helping me actually hone the skill set that's relatively new for me in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, just because, you know, obviously we've been sick. Uh, we really ha- didn't have the opportunity with the um, the last sermon I preached, the John 3, 17, 17 through 21. Right. Um, and so, you know, a little time passed, uh, but Pastor Brandon, he's so faithful. And uh, he came to me a few days ago. And uh, we're talking about all the church stuff we need to talk about, you know, doing our pastoral elder stuff. Um, and then very gently, he just uh, started talking about the sermon and saying, hey, I don't see how you saw what you saw. And I, I don't see the same thing when I see that scripture. And he started explaining what he saw. You know, the reality is uh, immediately I, I totally agreed with him, you know, and I'm sure we'll talk about this a little later in this talk, but really in, in summary, what happened was, uh, you know, in my effort to try to show an application, I let the application take over the, the whole sermon. And instead of actually preaching what the, ser- what the passage is really trying to say, I got sidetracked. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everything you said was so true. And, you know, really, uh, we both really agreed, you know, we really need to make sure our people know that that sermon really uh, wasn't actually talking about the, the core, what, what God was trying to communicate about that passage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so first, I just want to say, you know, Pastor Brandon, I, I'm so thankful um, that we have that kind of relationship yeah. where, you know, I'm able to grow in preaching because we're able to be honest with each other. Right. Um, you know, that's what we are as a church. We're, we're honest. And we also recognize that the word of God is more important than either one of us. Absolutely. And so we're not going to shy away from that. And I really appreciate that. And I also appreciate that we're able to talk about this in love. You know, there was no shame in that conversation. Right. Um, it was, you know, just so wonderfully done. And, you know, I would love if you were to share kind of what you were uh, seeing in the, in the passage that you were talking about so our people can see the same thing. No, absolutely. But before we do anything, uh, listeners, you got to lean in. I mean, this is textbook right here. What good news. I mean, just listening to you, Pastor Jack, my brother, friend, um, and, and co-laborer, man, I'm just super, super encouraged about how you not only have handled this situation, but so many things countless times in our one-year history. You know, for all the young leaders out there that are trying to take big steps for God and you want to do big things for his kingdom and you want to go marching and making your impact on this world, let me tell you the biggest thing that you can do. The biggest thing you can do is to be radical, not about your church plans, not about uh, your big sermons and not about your big ministries and your big numbers, just to be a big old man and a big woman of character and humility and these things that really will make you a giant of a faith. And so Pastor Jack, 
before we get into any any deep dive, I just want to let you know that I equally met you there in that conversation, and I felt honored and blessed and humbled before you at the way you were responding. And um, you know, even for me growing up, I, there's many times where my mentor and pastor at that time would sit me down, and I always thought, man, I'm just having this awesome moment where I get to grow and learn. This guy's going to invest into me. He cares about me. And I just saw all that coming out of you. And so it was cool to not only be, um, to experience that as a younger pastor, but then to see the other side of it. What, what an awesome moment. And, like, and I just agree with you that we want to take this moment. We don't want to have all this joy with me and you on the phone. We were like, we got to share this with the people. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, uh, and that's what we're going to do right now. And so, yeah. So first, uh, well, for, for the listeners to understand, so far we've had part one and part two. I want to credit vision. That's, that's what I do. Um, try to do well at least and so we, we're, we're two parts in to this new to this new um i'm sorry two segments in <clears throat> to this series and so in in segment a of this um sermon on um, john chapter 3 verses 16 through 21 pastor jack first dealt with uh verse 16 alone for god so the world that gives only son that where was him when should not perish that eternal life right and so pastor jack you really filleted that thing open broke down each one of those things and i and i can just tell you right now that's one of the best sermons I've ever heard you preach so far at Rinse City Church. And it's a super profitable, a beautiful, beautiful sermon, textbook type thing. And so any of our listeners who have not had an opportunity to hear um, segment A of um, John chapter 3, verses 16 to 21, I do want to encourage you to go to our website under the Oldie Book series to listen to that. And now as we moved into, and I was like, man, I can't wait as we get ready to go into now, um, verses 17 to 21. And let me say, there were so many profitable, we just talked about that word, there were so many profitable things, even in this uh, second sermon that I thought you did really well, that are really helpful to help us to grow um, and to learn really what God has to say. And so um, I want to kind of pick up right where you left off with what some of what I, what was happening in there, which was a lot of the sermon was being built and kind of packaged around this concept of doubt and blame. And um, which is there, I want to say that right now, there is a lot of implicitness going on in the scripture that, and when it comes to, man, one of the plights that we have that separates us from, excuse me, <clears throat> that separates us from God is when we blame God. Mm-hmm. However, one of the biggest, the biggest uh, concept right here that Jesus is communicating in the passage is less about blame, but rather about rejection. When we look at the text, and it said in verse 19, and this is the judgment, the light has come into the world and the people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. Excuse me. <coughs> See, compromised pastors. <laughs> um, let me get some more. This is a real, this is a real episode, guys. All right, real life. And so... Um, so, so we, what we see right here in this kind of this climax turning moment of the scripture is Jesus revealing what separates us from this love that's being communicated. And when you go above and you look at um, a couple of verses before verse 16, specifically in verses um, four through 10, you'll see kind of the, con- the connotation and the context for what's being communicated in this passage. So let me kind of walk us through that for just a brief moment. Jesus is having a conversation with a Pharisee named Nicodemus. And they're having this conversation about salvation. Okay, get shacked with me. And so, so Nicodemus is trying to figure out what this whole concept of being born again is all about. 
right? And so Jesus is explained to him, this is what it means to be born again. Nicodemus leans in again. He tries to explain what he thinks he's understanding. And Jesus then comes back and says, Nicodemus, you, you've studied your whole life. Do you not understand what this concept of salvation is all about? And then Jesus then proceeds to lay out all these things. He's like, he says, truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know. We bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe the heavenly things? And so what, he, what Jesus explained right now to Nicodemus is, hey, you guys are struggling just with earthly conversations. And you're not even prepared to have this eternal heavenly conversation about understanding this whole concept of being born again or salvation. So he then continues to explain what it means to be born again. So then we get in verse 16, for gospel of the world. So this is where salvation comes into play. So what Jesus is doing right now with Nicodemus is that he's explaining primarily what being born again is about. We're really not dealing directly with the concept of blame as much as we're having an explanation of salvation. Then, because Jesus is so, so wise, so valuable, and so good at mentoring and teaching, he then beats Nicodemus to his next question. So he's like, Nicodemus, first, let me help you understand what salvation is and what it means. And then I'm going to beat you to the next punch of your logical thought and say, what is stopping other people from experiencing this good gift, Right. And so, man, gospel of the world, he did this, he gave a son, who believes in him should not perish. That's the intention. That should is super, super important. Everybody should put quotations around that should. Should, it doesn't say that, this is just super important. It doesn't say that whoever believes in him will not perish, but should not perish. So should, it speaks to God's intentions. Now, I don't want to try to have a sermon right now, but I wanted to say this as I get ready to march towards verses 17 to 21, Okay. So the should is revealing that God's intentions towards creation, we can even dare say his desire for man and woman is that they would not perish. But there's an acknowledgement in the should that some will. Everybody tracking with me? Mm. His intentions is that man and woman would not perish, but he's acknowledging some will. And he's going to reveal why now. And so when we get into the why, he starts to reveal that um, right from verse 18. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already. Why? Because he has not believed in the name, uh, in the name of the only Son of God. Keep, keep tracking logically. Why did they not believe in the, only, in the name of the only Son of God? Now, here's where the blame does come in. I, I love, Pastor Jack, how you kind of um, shared a little bit about um, how blame, and I'm going to give you, I'm going to turn over just shortly, but I love how you explain how blame is one, I, I'm going to put it to the way I can remember it into my own words. Blame is one of many rivers of a way that people reject God. But let's deal with what, what the text is first. Um, verse 19, and this is the judgment, the light has come into the world and people loved the darkness rather than the light. Why do they love the darkness rather than the light? Because their works were evil. So in, in, in other words, we love our sin. It's not always about us blaming God or doubting God. That is a real thing. Blaming God is one river that affects some people rejecting God. Doubting can lead to people rejecting God. But some people are not rejecting God. I mean, some people are not blaming God for anything. Some people are not even doubting God. They flat out don't want God. Some people don't even believe there is a God to doubt. 
Some people don't even believe there is a God to blame. Some people just flat out have hostility, Paul says in, uh, in, in 2 Corinthians. There's a hostility towards this whole concept of God, that there was weeping and gnashing in the streets when you even mentioned about who this flagrant Christ could be or this flagrant God could be. And so um, what, what I so appreciate about what Pastor Jack has mentioned so far is not that blaming, that this whole blaming God or doubting God isn't a true thing, but what we want to do in, to make sure that our people and our listeners understand is kind of go up now, 30,000 foot perspective and say, hey, blaming God, doubting God, these are real things that stop us from being able to take steps and having more confidence in our salvation. But there are a multitude of things, you guys. There are a multitude of things that cause people to reject God. What do you think about that, Pastor Jack? Yeah, I think it's absolutely right. You know, I think uh, one of the things I said in our uh, first conversation was, uh, you know, if I were to change the word blame to rejection, the sermon would have been a million times better. Mm-hmm. Um, because it exactly is true. It's just that blame is a pathway. You know, we love the evil we do. Um, that's our uh, most natural place to start, right? As humans, being fallen humans, we love our sin. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, one, when we come to Christ, you know, he works in us. He uh, starts to destroy that within us, and, you know, salvation is, is brought to us. But, you know, for many people who uh, reject Christ, a lot of times there needs to be some sort of reason to justify it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that's blame. But sometimes it's not. Um, you know, and really the blame thing, I think what I— really was going at there was the fact that, you know, I have seen that so much in people in my life growing up and um, different places, different, um, you know, honestly going through Christian schools, seeing a lot of people struggle with that. So people already believe in God, but then they, they really struggle with um, the blame and being in a lot of Christian situations. I think I've seen that more than um, other uh, pathways rejecting God uh, because of my particular um, the places I've been. Right. And, and so yeah, yeah, it right. led me to just like overly focus on something I've seen a lot versus the multiplicity of what actually is in the world. And it can be seen as pathways to reject God. Absolutely. And I think we all can, you know, as, as preachers, you know, there's other pastors listening. I mean, if we're all being honest, we've all had those moments. And I think if you're a young leader, and this is a super awesome conversation because we, this is super easy um, for that to happen to anyone, you know, and so, you know, those who consciously are rejecting Jesus, you know, this whole concept of rejecting Jesus, um, can also present themselves as being like, almost like a heroic character, you know, say, when I was doing some kind of research, and I was preparing for this episode, um, St. Augustine really has something really, really profitable to say about all of this, and one of the things that he kind of lays out is that there's some people who reject God, not from a blank perspective or a doubt perspective, but they honestly look at themselves as a heroic character, who is brave because they're able to stand above um, the, the culture that's leaning into superstition, all this religious superstition, and they can be more honest and to just deal deeply with philosophical problems. And so, so there's, 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 there's people, right? Some of them are, are pretty well known. You got, the, you know, you got the Richard Dawkins and different ones that would say that their rejection of God isn't rooted in blaming God or doubting God for anything. And, and I would say that there is a lot of people who are not only um, disciples of that type of a mindset, but truly do believe that there is no such thing as God, and they they think of themselves as brave enough to not live some mentally simplistic under superstitious religion, 
and they're a more honest human being that's dealing with a deep philosophical problem that they see in culture. And so that's just another stream of real reasons why people are rejecting, reject, rejecting God. And then, you know, when we think about rejecting God because people love the darkness, we often think of like notorious sin. You know what I mean? Like, oh man, they must have loved the worst sense possible. But let me just be super, super clear. I'm gonna say something that's super sobering and challenging for all of us to hear. While that is true, that people love the darkness and that does represent notorious, big, scary sin. Listen, the simple demand to be the Lord over your own life, that's enough sin to represent darkness, choosing darkness over light. When you say, God, I'm my own Lord, I'm my own boss, and I don't want you to be the boss. You love the darkness. And when you love the darkness more than the light, the righteous judgment is condemnation before God every single time. And so that's what makes this this tension, this beautiful, beautiful tension of who we are and how we see if you're really understanding the passage. Here's the thing. We all, we all step in to verses 18 through 21. We all chose the darkness. This is what Jesus is saying. We all chose the darkness rather than the light because we did not want our works to be exposed. Because when we all stepped back into the light, we saw the wickedness of our heart. We wanted to be our own Lord. We wanted to be our own boss. We doubted. We blamed. We rejected. We thought we were deeper. We thought we were smarter. And that's what, but God so loved the world that he still sent his son. And that's what makes this beautiful tension between what God did, our response, and his consistency to stay in his response, no matter what. And that's what leads to verse 21, this beautiful opportunity for repentance. And so um, those are really some of the main things that I just want to make sure that our listeners really understood at Redemption City Church and those who are listening about this passage is, A, there are a multitude of streams that cause us to reject God and blame is one of them. And we need to be careful with blame and we need to explore it and repent of it. But there are so many things. And, it's, and the biggest concept that we want to really lift up and, and really magnify out of this passage is that two things happen. God loved and sent his son. And that our response oftentimes is to reject him because we love to do things on our own separate from God. But you and me, and everybody listening on conversation have an amazing opportunity by the God of the universe because of the Holy Spirit, because of Jesus and his blood-bought gift, we have an opportunity to repent of that and to say yes to God with our lives. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's really beautifully said. Um, yeah. Dang. Uh, yeah. And if I may, uh, I would love to kind of really highlight um, kind of the danger of the sermon, actually. Yeah, please do. Yeah, so, you know, the real big danger, and this is, Pastor Brand just said this, and I, I want to highlight it, though. The danger of this sermon, the way it was preached, is that it actually um, could lead a lot of people to think that they're actually, they're good. That, mm. that this doesn't actually apply to them. Mm. That they don't love the darkness. Because the way that was preached, you know, if you don't struggle with blame, and then you go, oh, well, actually, then I guess I'm good. I don't love the darkness because I'm not showing the symptom of blame. Oh, that's good. Right? That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, if we if this was to preach a different way where I focus on something different, like the whole hero mentality that Pastor Brandon was talking about, 
And I did a whole sermon about like, you know, when we are rejecting God, it's because we have a hero mentality, you know, same mm-hmm. thing. You know, if you, you know, a lot of us don't have that hero mentality. Right. And if, if you're hearing that and going, Oh, I, I don't have the hero mentality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I must be good. Mm-hmm. You know, and it really does take away the universality of this yes. condition we have. And so, yeah, I, it really, honestly, that alone really makes it warranted even, uh, you know, making sure the whole church knows that, man, you're, you're not excluded um, from this, this starting place <laughs> as a human. Right, right. This is, this is the human condition. Yes. And if you miss that, then you may actually miss the blessing of salvation with Jesus Christ. If you Absolutely. don't recognize that there is something in you that Christ needs to take hold of. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and when, as I, you know, for our audience, um, well, first of all, for our, our members and regular attenders, covenant members, and then for our listening audience, you know, so we made a vision and when we planted this church. Um, it, it, you know what? I'm honestly not sure if it's still in our vision statement, but it definitely is in our in our bylaws um, that we want to create a church and institution to raise up leaders. And, and, and to build up wise men and, and wise women, and we want to launch them out to do big things for God's kingdom. And one of the ways that I believe that we're going to accomplish that aim is by having a teachable atmosphere where people can feel safe. And, you know, Pastor Jack, I, I just want to compliment you on really leading the charge and helping me to create that vision. You know, it doesn't matter how many things the Lord's put in my heart. Um, it takes the right soldiers around me so that I can herald things out and then they can be disseminated. And you do that super, super well. And one of, so for the, our audience listening today, me and Pastor Jack, again, we had this beautiful conversation that led to us growing deep. This always happens. We, we, we step into things and then we just walk away deeper, uh, more affections for each other, more affections for God and more love yeah. for you guys specifically in our church. And so let's just be very clear. Um, so you understand our hearts. This is not about me and Pastor Jack having a, a teaching moment for you guys to listen to. I love Pastor Jack. We do that all the time. Every ounce of this episode, guys, I'm not really even healthy enough to be doing this. Pastor Jack should be resting. We love you guys so much. We love God so much that we're taking a little say law from our recovery to say, hey, we really want you to get this. We really, really want you to get this. God loved the world. He loved you. Put your name there for so God so loved Beth, for God so loved John, for God so loved Ezekiel, for God so loved Brandon, for God so loved whatever your name is that he gave up the most precious thing. Listen to what Jack, Pastor Jack said about that. Would you give up your son? He gave up his most prized relationship for you. But then to see, see your human condition, we loved ourselves and our darkness. This is what we want you to know. We want you to know this with all your heart, that we love the darkness, whether it's blind, rejection, heroic, um, satisfaction in other areas. We flat out chose other things instead of God. But if we choose God and we get that power from the Holy Spirit, man, we have the opportunity for eternal life. And what Jesus says is that all of this has been done for us on the cross that should break our hearts and cause us to be on our knees to worship God. That's what we want you to know. And we want you to not only learn this important lesson out of this passage, but we want you to understand about 
the character of this church. And so we decided after prayerfully conversating that we were going to go at this verse again. We were not going to shy away from it. We were not going to um, put our tail within our legs because of some, um, some, some, some errors. We're going to say, you know what? We're going to lean back into this for our church. We're going to demonstrate the unity in our eldership and our pastoral approach. And Pastor Jack, I, I, I said, Pastor Jack, hey, um, you want to you want to shoot another shot at this? And he was like, oh, I'd love to. And, and we're super excited about that. I, we've been talking about it. I've, I've seen some of his some of the sermon notes and oh my goodness, I cannot wait for this next upcoming Sunday. We're going to be re-listening to verses 7 through 21. I'm not going to do it. Nobody else is going to do it. Pastor Jack is going to do it because Pastor Jack, you are so capable to do this. I'm so excited for us to be able to just honor God, honor you, and to honestly, for us to all be student learners. None of us need to be, we need to be in that posture. Man, I'm here to hear a living word from God. That's what me and Jillian are preparing to do this upcoming Sunday. We're excited about that and we're excited for you. Um, and um, man, I'm just super proud of you, brother. And I'm just super glad that I get to do this journey with you. Uh, thank you. Yeah. And, you know, I, some people know the story, but some, you know, I'm sure many people don't. Um, you know, when we were uh, deciding whether or not, yeah, we were going to do this church plant together um you know you asked me like you know why do you want to come to the church plant and i said mm-hmm. you know honestly um i would not do this church plant if it was anybody but you you're the mm-hmm. only person that i i think to myself yes this this man you know he's going to do a god's work and he's going to do this well and so even though i have zero desire to be part of a church plant at the time um I, I felt so compelled to be part of a church plant with Pastor Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, you know, honestly, that, that moves forward, that has always stayed the same. And I think that really shows my heart here where, you know, I'm so glad to be in this with you. And uh, I'm excited for this upcoming Sunday and being able to preach this again and really show the heart of the scripture. Me too, bro. And uh, I, everything you said, uh, I meet you there. Ditto. Um, so excited to be able to do this church thing with you. Um, invaluable, irreplaceable. Um, it's just, it's a joy. Let's keep going. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Well, 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 that's awesome guys. Thank you so much for sharing and, and just pastor Jack, thank you for just your, the teachability that you demonstrate. You know, I know that God will not waste it. I know that it's going to be used in massive ways for your own life, but it's impacting others. I, I believe that. So thank you for just, just your desire to, to, <laughs> to see the word of God be, man, uh, pronounced and renowned faithfully, and your hope to see Redemption City Church and the people who listen to the Oldie But Goodie sermon series um, truly grow in their relationship with Christ, and that comes through the faithful teaching. And and, and I, I'm just so excited that you're going to be preaching again uh, uh, the part two um, for the Oldie But Goodie series. And, and Pastor Brandon, thank you for your love um, for. Um, the people that God has placed um, before you, um, your staff, and and the 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 people that you lead, God, um, uh, Brandon, because I, I just see your care, and I believe God is using it, and you're also your care for the Word of God, um, because it, it is impacting people. So so thank you guys for your faithfulness, and and I just believe that God is not going to waste it; it's going to be used in beautiful ways. So so thank you guys again, and. Um, but before I turn it back over to Pastor Brandon and, and Pastor Jack um, to close this up in prayer, I just wanted to remind the listeners today that next week, July 12th, as, as uh, Pastor Brandon 
and Pastor Jack uh, said that um, Pastor Jack's going to be tackling part two of the Oldie But Goodie sermon series on John chapter 3, verse 17 through 21. So tune in to participate in what I believe is an awesome opportunity to not uh, to grow in not only your understanding of the Bible, um, specifically in John chapter 3, verses 17 through 20, 21, but also your relationship in Christ. So um, Pastor Brandon or Pastor Jack, would one of you like to close us in prayer today? Absolutely. I'd, uh, I'd be honored to do that. And just one question for our listeners. It's going to be July 19th is when this sermon will be uh, coming out, July 19th. And so look forward to that on July 19th for uh, this sermon um, from Pastor Jack. We're super excited. Let's, let's pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, uh, man, you're so good to us, God. You're so good to us, God. Lord, we've been learning, Lord, in John chapter 3, Lord, that you did something so crazy, so seemingly reckless. You gave up your family member, God. That's how you demonstrated your love for us, Lord. Even, Lord, when we chose everything else instead of you, God. And so, Lord, we want to feel the weightiness of that reality that leads us into repentance, God. Repentance means to turn away from the ways that we're doing and to turn back to you with all of our hearts, all of our minds, and all of our soul. So, Lord, I pray for every listener that's uh, tuning in with us, Lord, that we would be having that moment right now with you, God. Repenting, reconciling, and coming back, Lord, to you, safe waters, into your bosom, God. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for um, this podcast, this platform, this ability to conversate about the things of God. Lord, we visioned out this pastor corner, and it's to provide biblical encouragement and solutions for tragedies and victories and complexities that happen in life. And so, God, I'm praying that that is what today's episode was, that it was encouraging and convicting for your people, that it provides biblical help for us to understand how to think through Scripture and to think through relationships and to think through how we handle things, Lord, in relationships and as a community of Christ. Lord, I pray that this episode would be the beginning of an ongoing conversation that Pastor Jack is going to continue this upcoming or this next Sunday as we take another look at this oldie but goodie passage. It's in your beautiful, beautiful name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for episode number three titled A Discussion on the Oldie But Goodie Sermon Series. Grace and peace.